listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 20. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the how caffeinated are you at this early in the morning? Are um, Only one and a half cups. Yeah, you're not caffeinated enough. No. John Brown's down. <laughs> <laughs> a big thanks to our kinky patrons over at patreon.com slash Kayla Lord's for making this episode possible. This week, we're still on the topic of BDSM scenes. Apparently, we like a theme. Uh, <laughs> but this time, we're talking about the different kinds of reactions you might have as you go through the scene. Mm. Uh, welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Uh, we'd love it if you'd come back often. And feel free, if you enjoy what you hear, here, 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 if you enjoy what you hear, here, podcast <laughs> <laughs> to your favorite podcast app, because we're on all of them. You can follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <laughs> Loving DS and the number one, so it's Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM. All links are in the show notes, and the show notes can be found at LovingBDSM.net. And as always, I feel like we have to add this caveat. If you hear weird snuffly sounds in the background, that could be Lola, because she's here. And napping, <laughs> because... That's what, That's she, what does. she does. Okay, so uh, this week's episode comes from a post I wrote back in ooh, 2018 about different um, emotional responses mm. that you can potentially experience in a BDSM scene. Are these all of them? Of course not. They are never all of them. <laughs> but they were the ones that I had either had personal experience with or had witnessed for myself. So we're going to go through them um, because I think that there are plenty of people who think that, oh, I'm in a scene. I'm supposed to be blissful the whole time. And sometimes you are not blissful. Mm -hmm. You are you are something. You're having an emotional release, but it ain't bliss. So let's talk about that. So maybe you can... Explore that for yourself and have a better understanding uh, of um, who you are in that moment. Also, I would like to point out that sometimes mm -hmm. you have that emotional reaction in scene and sometimes you have it later out of scene. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. So True. here we go. Okay. Number one, crying. Yes. Yeah, so I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of reasons people cry. The one that always comes to my mind is the emotional release, the catharsis yeah. of whatever you are holding in as a bottom or sub. And through the spanking, through the scene, through the wax, through the needles, through the whatever, some something emotionally in you has been tapped and you've cried. Now, quite frankly, let's be let's be real. Sometimes <laughs> you cry because that shit hurts. I mean, let's, <laughs> or the top is just being a big fat meanie, and that's how you respond to stuff. That also. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I don't know what you mean about that. Being also a occurs. Big <laughs> so, um, crying is definitely a good moment for a dommer top to check in. To make sure, mm -hmm. are these catharsis tears? Are these distressed tears? Do you need a break now that you're crying? What is going on? But also, you and I have planned this. I'm like, spank me till I cry. Yes. Please, yeah. that's what I'm going and for. And I, I was going to say that some some uh, subs will come and say, you know, I, I, I've got all this pent up emotions. Mm -hmm. um, I need to let it out. You know, I, I need a good cry, but I can't get there myself. Help me, spank me, you know, do what it takes to get me there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And um, I'll say this as somebody who has begged to be beaten until I cried, you did. 
and we actually had to stop before I could get to the tears. I just couldn't. It just wasn't yeah. happening just because I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But yes, if you cry and that's your response, totally valid, totally a thing. If you are confused by it after the scene is over, maybe after aftercare, you know, do a little introspection to see maybe why that might be. But yeah, it's it's a way it's a way things come out. Mm-hmm. Number two. Laughter. Yes. So I, <laughs> I am still because I don't recognize this. I am a person who's more prone to crying when I'm in distress. But some people actually laugh. Like they're mm-hmm. uncomfortable, they laugh. They're nervous, they laugh. They can tell they're in trouble with somebody, they laugh. Um, <laughs> so that is one reason laughter could come out. But also, we have now experienced this, and this isn't just a my reaction. You've reacted this way too. Yeah. The last time, and God, it's been forever. But the last time we were at the a BDSM dungeon and we were playing, you had me on the St. Andrew's cross. You were hitting mm-hmm. me with all the mean things. And you and I were giggling Yes, the whole time. Now, you are you don't giggle. I mean, you do giggle. But in that, you weren't giggling. You were doing that um, smirky, domly laugh thing. Mm-hmm. And I was over there literally just peals of giggles. Like, you're hitting yeah. me and there's smacking sounds. And I'm like, hee. And I was just... I was belly laughing at, at some point it there. It was... In that moment, that reaction for me was... Um, it was a different kind of emotional release, but I was so happy to be there. It mm-hmm. was such a good feeling to just be there. That That is how my joy was expressed. I never got into that deep, serious headspace of, um, okay, this is, what can I endure? Let's, you know, let's make this a catharsis thing. This was, yay, we've been let out to play right. and I and, can't contain it. <laughs> and from what from what I remember on about that scene too, um, we went to the dungeon. It was a day day play. Mm. The uh, the dungeon that dungeon had a uh, one day where they opened in the morning uh, for people who can't make it at night. And there was already somebody there singing, and the music really wasn't to our style. The feel was a little off, mm-hmm. and it it just wasn't what we were normally used to. And I think you kind of started laughing because there was a little bit of tension because of that feeling. It felt absurd. Yeah. It all felt absurd because I was like, this is not right. <laughs> and, you know, I was having a hard time getting into the scene as well a little bit because of those things. But then once you started laughing, because it, it was one of those things where, you know, you could let it frustrate you. Mm-hmm. And... You know, by laughing, it released that tension. It brought it to a little different dimension. And from there, we were able to really get into it, Mm -hmm. you know. And it it all comes down to, you know, people say, you know, DS is very serious. And, you know, um, you know, you got to have fun with it. If you're not having fun. If you're not getting pleasure, what are are we doing? Right. So, you know, the the laughter at that point was a good catharsis and it kind of shifted things to another level and everything was... And you're thinking of that one. I'm actually thinking of the last time we went to the woodshed. Ah. And uh, shout out to our friend Ignixia who like had her eyes out open for an empty spot for us to get to play. And we laughed our way through that too. If somebody to my like left was having an orgasm, somebody to my right was just being tortured brutally, consensually, and you and I are giggling like little kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yes, that is a reaction. Yep. And that brings us to number three, defiance. So some people, 
as bottoms um, or subs already have a level, a layer of defiance that that's just how they are. Uh, brats come to mind, but it doesn't have to just mm-hmm. be brats. The first time I experienced this reaction, it surprised me because I strive to be a good girl. Like hmm. I strive to sort of follow rules and to to do what you ask of me and what you expect of me and whatever. In play, that kind of that goes out the window a little bit. Obviously there are still rules. You expect mm-hmm. me to use my safe word if I need it. You expect me to let you know certain things. But in general, the way we play, I'm strapped to something or attached to something and I'm there to take whatever you're dishing out in a fun, mutually beneficial way. Mm-hmm. And that was where I learned that it is, that's kind of a safe space for me to, yeah. when I say talk back, I don't mean it in the bratty way of I'm trying not to do, or I'm trying to play and make you mad at me, but in the challenging way. So the, I remember distinctly times where I would say to you, is that all you've got? Which mm-hmm. is waving the red cape in front of the bull. Uh, which the first time I did it, I didn't think of it. The second time I did it, I knew exactly what I was doing. Um, There are (laughs) other times you will lean in and check in Mm -hmm. and you'll say something sexy about, you know, how I'm doing. And I'm like, I can take it. Give me more. And I'll, and in that way, I'm not defiant against you. I'm defiant Mm -hmm. against what I think I can handle. The one that I think if this occurs to, for anybody that I think we need to be careful of and aware of is I have absolutely refused to myself, not to you, to safe word or call yellow or slow it down because I became defiant in my own mind against what I think my limits are. And I was like, I want to see how much I can take. Now, thankfully, you know me well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can one, usually tell when I'm fading and if you're not sure you check in and right. you have the policy of if you ask for a color and I don't give you anything, we stop mm-hmm. because that's how we play to be as safe as possible. Yeah. But there, that feeling of, and defiance might not even always be the right word, but sort of this challenging kind of feeling mm-hmm. of, of give me more, I can take it, be careful what you ask for is what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> um, I don't need no damn safe word. Um, in play in a moment where um, it's you're still being as safe as you can be. Yeah. I think that's that's for me that was a good way to flex some muscles that I wouldn't mm-hmm. normally flex otherwise. And, and there are some some S types that you know with with this type of defiance, that's how they like to play. Mm-hmm. They you know as part of their 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 scene to you know take the pain and and get into the scene. They they need they they have that pushback. Sure, and that's just an a, a way. Right. But if if like me, you ever come across it and you thought I don't I'm not like this. You can be. That's yep. fine. Yep. Next. All right. Next number four subspace. So we would be remiss if we did not mention this one. Yes, yeah, subspace <laughs> is a reaction you can have. I have hit subspace several times. I do not hit subspace every time I play. I always <coughs> like to point out that it's you're not broken if you don't reach subspace it's okay if you have no desire to reach subspace you're not failing if you do not um i always tell other submissives that to to maybe not make that a goal because that is not something you can control that is a biochemical reaction happening in your Mm -hmm. body and 
sometimes you can get there and sometimes you can't and you are not missing out or lesser than or not a quote real sub whatever the fuck that means mm -hmm. if you don't reach subspace quite frankly i have not reached a serious subspace since i think right after like right around the long distance relationship time either while mm -hmm. we were still ldr or right after we came out of it like i it's rare really really rare and quite frankly as much as i enjoy that floaty feeling i get and that is the most common uh descriptor people use it's not the only one but it's what you'll hear a lot of while i kind of enjoy it because i'm as relaxed as i'm capable of being there's not a, a thought in my head usually um i actually really enjoy being very present in the moment mm -hmm. of a scene because that's when we get the laughter and the fun interaction yeah but yes yeah, subspace is definitely one which leads us to the next one number five dom or top space yeah, we would be remiss if we did not uh, point this out now right. you have gone into dom space before, yes. and the way we describe it because we've done episodes on both subspace and mm -hmm. dom space um, it's a little bit of an equal but opposite reaction, isn't it? For, for me, when I when I slip into that space, um, happens mostly when we're at a club. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is everything around, even though there's peop other people there, whether they're watching, whether they're engaged in scenes, they disappear. Mm. And my... I, I become hyper-focused almost mm -hmm. to the point that there's only me, you, and what's happening between us. Mm -hmm. And and everything just narrows down to that space. Mm -hmm. Which then, the so after some space, I usually sleep very well because I'm mm -hmm. super relaxed. And to, after top space... I am <laughs> wired for sound. <laughs> I don't want to stop. I don't... I can't, no, I'm, I'm not going to bed and going to sleep. No, you're, no. We usually actually, pre-plague, we would go get food. You could even drink a cup of coffee and yeah. it would, it's not going to even affect you. Um, we did an episode ages ago on this and there was a an actual study done of the physical changes in submissive slash bottoms and top slash bottoms mm -hmm. body during this. And yeah, it's basically an equal but opposite reaction yeah. between the two. Again, like subspace, you will not always go into dom space. It is okay if you don't. It's mm -hmm. okay if you don't want to. Um, I would. I think we could also potentially describe dom or top space as what what we call in creative spaces with work flow spaces. Mm. Flow, because what you're doing is all you see is that thing in front of you. Everything else just sort of melts away. Yeah. You're hyper focused, but not in a tense way, but in a very much the energy is just moving between you and and in the work I do in the work, but in this case between you, the sub, and mm -hmm. the scene. And so then that gets us to the last one: panic or fear. So I feel like we need to mention this because I know we all want to imagine all scenes being lollipops and rainbows all the time. And I hope for everybody out there, that's how that goes. But sometimes, um, either because you hit a limit you didn't know you had, either because your body had a reaction you did not expect, mm -hmm. found a trigger you didn't know, uh, panic or fear is very real. We play yeah. on the edge of safety in all BDSM activity. Right. All of it. That is mental, emotional, psychological safety, and also physical. Physical. And mm -hmm. 
you know, I have, we've talked about it. We discovered I was even capable of panic attacks actually during just sex. I mean, it was, yeah, all our sex is kinky because we're kinky people. So it's inherently kinky sex, but it wasn't even a scene. And I had no. a serious panic attack. We have had moments where just getting set up for a scene, if my collar's too tight around my neck and I've been very anxious, yeah. you have to loosen it. I can't mm-hmm. handle it. Um, but also we play with humiliation play. One wrong word and I'm out of that moment. Yeah. Um, if you're hitting me with things, if you land just wrong, just right, mm-hmm. that could be a, a bad strike and then there's... And and that happens. Right. No, no matter how practiced you are, uh, you know, you can miss miss hit at any given time Mm -hmm. and i think it's worth noting it might not be as quote common as it could be for bottoms and subs but doms could have that moment too because i can imagine if you hit me just so and i screamed in a way i don't normally scream if you were in a headspace that that has an impact absolutely so that is a moment to if you are physically capable of stopping everything because you can say your safe word or you can indicate it's time to stop, or if you are the dom or top watching this and you sense, wait, something, even if I don't know what's wrong, something's not quite right, check and stop everything. It right. might mean the scene needs to end, mm-hmm. but it might just mean everybody take a breath, calm down, do something else. Um, yeah. But yeah, panic and fear can hit. It's worth after the scene's over, after the aftercare and everybody's kind of come back to themselves, it's then worth exploring what was that, what caused it, how do we not do that again? Um, and and dealing with it, but not mid-scene. Mid-scene, stop, take mm-hmm. care of each other, get to a, a different headspace yes. before you deal with it. Yep. So those are just six that we have experienced with, have seen, have done, have gone through. Uh, if you have others, uh, hit us up on the socials. We'd love mm-hmm. to hear what you think. Um, but yeah, that that's it. Go forth uh, in your house or post-plague if you're nice and vaccinated and it's safe for you to go and you're comfortable going. Go forth. Have your BDSM <laughs> scenes and see how the fuck you react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.